Welcome to the Data for Resilient Cities podcast series, exploring how data can help cities become more resilient, smart, and responsive to challenges. This series is brought to you jointly by Center for Applied Geomatics (CRDF) and by CoData, the Committee on Data of the International Science Council. Via this podcast series. we bring to you reflections on the interdisciplinary approaches and the innovative use of data taken by various cities offering examples of good practices and lessons learned hi this is shelly gandhi from sept research and development foundation today we bring to you an episode on data driven geospatial solutions to address community based challenges In this episode we have Dr. Uma Maheshwaran Rajshekhar from Climate Center for Cities at National Institute of Urban Affairs India in a conversation with Warley Grant founder and managing director of Geotech Vision joining us from Jamaica I welcome you both on the episode Thanks Shelly Thanks Shelly Hi Valerie How are Hi. you Hi I am doing well thanks and yourself doing good and given this current situation hope all things are functioning well over there in your part of the country uh well it's trying there has been an uptick in community spread but you know we're trying our best and geospatial is also playing a role in helping the authorities to identify where persons are and in doing contact tracing how are things in india things are the same the number of cases are increasing but uh people are trying to uh, you know look in terms of uh, how do you create more awareness especially with the common man and just in that regard i was wondering you know we we are facing a pandemic which is well uh, publicized and people are well aware of but still it takes a lot of time to do the last mile connectivity when it comes to data driven geospatial solutions how do you explain that to a common man <laughs> well i like to say that geospatial information is about uh, modeling the real world in a computer environment so anything that happens in the real world and have a location to it it can be modeled in the computer environment and so if we take covid for example we know that that is happening all over the world and so we are actually seeing where hotspots are developing in our maps and these maps are being used to educate persons and for them to actually visualize how things are happening so that's one example of how it's been used what are some of the applications that you have noticed that have been impacting the common man in india one of the things which has happened in the recent past is the use of mobile phones where people need to find directions earlier people used to use paper maps but nowadays most of them have smartphones and they end up using that to basically geolocate themselves and also to find certain places and locations around them that that's been quite popular but apart from it, the government agencies have started using uh, geospatial solutions to cater basic services you know water supply and even land registry for that matter now that is becoming more and more uh, you know advanced where people are also participating in the process and where the government is also very keen 
on monetizing the value of the data which is currently available i i was just wondering um what, what is the status of policy when it comes to geospatial data solutions okay well you know in jamaica we have always had a national land policy that dates back to 1992 and that has been what has been used to guide um a lot of geospatial data development chapter 2 of that policy and it is it is really done under the land information council of jamaica but not all of the countries in the region had that kind of policy framework that was set up so they have been increasingly using the integrated geospatial information framework as the basis and as a guide for developing for integrating for strengthening and for maximizing the management of geospatial information that integrated geospatial framework has been something that has been developed by the united nations global geospatial information management expert group and it is about bridging the geospatial divide um between the various countries the idea is to leave no one behind but help them to get to a place that they can implement national spatial data infrastructure type initiatives um what is the situation when it comes to that in india are they using the integrated geospatial framework or is there another kind of policy mechanism that is being used so in india uh, we we are moving towards using integrated uh, data frameworks but so far uh, the especially the cities and the communities have not yet fully owned and started using geospatial data to a larger extent while there are bits and parts of good practices and uh, you know good case studies and good amount of information available on certain sectors it's not there in all the different sectors which one work on but that said one of the interesting thing which the indian government started working towards is taking stock of where we stand with respect to data so they have a data policy when it comes to urban governance and they are slowly now asking cities at least it is applicable to the 100 smart cities where they are taking stock of where cities stand with respect to both the policy framework and also the implementation of the policy and that gives them a good perspective in terms of where to invest the money and where, whether it is to be on the technology or whether it is to be on the awareness generation or whether it is to be on the data generation i know this is quite complicated but all the integrated geospatial data framework which you are talking about also uh, seems quite challenging what are some of the common challenges you face while going about the process of implementation so one of the common challenges i think that we have been facing across the region is really to tie to the local um priorities of the different countries whether these priorities be things like disaster management you know in the caribbean we are beset with many disasters including hurricanes we have things like you know the monitoring of mangroves and climate change is a big deal for us so 
It's about making sure that we can tie to the real issues. Like right now, how do you do that? We are having hurricanes, but we are also having COVID. How do you make sure that we can show the low-hanging fruits and the benefits of geospatial as it relates to that and surround policies that um, really impact that as it relates to privacy, even as it relates to your health data and certain types of statistics. It's about how to integrate the geospatial also with the statistics as well. We have, for example, um, situation in some of the countries. One country, Guyana, for argument's sake, had they are sea walls and these are Guyana's below sea level. And so one of the projects that we implemented in Guyana was such that it was about a shore zone management project. So that was something that was very important for that country. So how do you tie back the geospatial to that and make sure that um, the decision makers are really seeing the power of having these data-driven solutions. And I say that because now the minister as well as the engineer can sit in their office and actually now start to understand the residual life of the sea defense structure without having to go out there and look at it because now they have a dashboard that can give them that kind of information. Right. I know that giving the right or getting the right information in time, uh, not only saves effort, but it saves a huge amount of cost, um, you know, while uh, implementing such complex projects. You're definitely right, because this particular project, it actually saved, it was a couple of years ago, and it saved the authorities about 5 million euros. So can you imagine? Are there right. projects like these that are really happening in India as well? Uh, yes, definitely for the large-scale infrastructure projects, uh, the use of uh, geospatial data is widely promoted. And uh, that's where it comes in. It, it still resides with a closed group of people who are involved in complex analysis and where the costing of the project is quite high. But when it comes down to the common man and when we talk about geospatial data, People still talk about Google Maps and Google Earth. You know, they, they have to move beyond that. They have to look in terms of some of the applications you are talking about. Yes, definitely. And so one of the things that we have been doing is that we have been trying to see how we can stop talking to ourselves as geospatial professionals, but really start getting the message out to the right people. One of the initiatives that have been really doing that is something called Carry Geo, and it's building awareness about the importance of geospatial information and using data to solve some of our most enduring problems. And it takes into consideration the participation of the Caribbean countries and how they can, in effect, be using data for analysis. But not only does it do that, but it's also giving a Caribbean geoportal. That Caribbean geoportal allows persons to not just see the countries, as you have said, in Google Maps, but they allow the countries to go on and to see their own data there. And they can actually start doing analysis right there, meaningful analysis that means something to the country, that can inform decisions that the country need to make. That's quite amazing what's happening over there. 
and i hope the same practices uh you see that being replicated uh, elsewhere well yes um we're seeing some of that taking place and i think largely due to the efforts of the united nations global geospatial information management expert groups they have different blocks all around the world and you are seeing initiatives like these coming up where where persons are volunteering and participating and building that awareness of geospatial uh what are some of the those kind of initiatives that you're seeing in india and methods and policies that you're seeing practicing globally that you have seen being implemented locally in india at this time of course uh, that's that's quite interesting uh, when it comes to global policies and also translating that to the national policies one of the key things which the indian government is facing or uh, is taking up is looking at climate change so climate change and associated data and information is something which uh, being it is being shared with the people and it is also being uh, collected from the people you know when you talk about mangroves it is ultimately people who are residing along uh, or very close to the mangroves see the change taking place whether it is getting preserved or whether it is getting damaged same when it comes to green areas you know in an urban setting most of the people who are uh, residing in that particular community or working in that particular community have a much deeper understanding of different kinds of plants and how the green spaces are transforming you know over time so from that perspective there is quite a lot of engagement both at a community level and also Uh, nationally at a policy level and also from the perspective of frameworks and support the other big, uh, thing which the indian government is also working towards is the sdg and me personally we we are looking in terms of the sendai framework and that reminds me of the disaster related efforts which you did talk about in india um, we have come a long way over the last two decades we have managed uh, to reduce the number of life loss uh due to major disasters especially uh cyclones and uh, forest fires and landslide and that is because the awareness is also spread uh through geospatial medium you know even if you give a map to a migrant who has recently moved to a location in the city which is to be flooded or which would be flooded once in 5 years just providing that information transform the way in which real Uh, real estate works or transforms the way in which one goes about uh, you know uh, identifying where they can reside or where they send the children to school so on so forth so from that perspective there has been a lot of transformation but actually in terms of people collecting the data and also providing that data on a daily basis is still a huge challenge what, okay. what is the situation over there well uh 
increasingly you are having more persons understanding the value of data collection. But I would agree with you. It is still definitely a huge challenge in terms of responsible collection of the data, making sure that there is the associated metadata, making sure that, you know, we we have fit for purpose data. That is definitely something that we have to be working on. And then the other part of it is that once an agency who is a customer of that data, um, collects the data, then we also run into issues where it relates to sharing. So persons still tend to believe that, you know, data is the new oil. And because that is the case, then, you know, they own data. So data is power, not recognizing that it is a use of the data and making sure that it is available that adds the kind of value that needs to be added. So there's still a lot that needs to be done to help encourage a sharing of the data. And that is why I'm so heartened by some of the initiatives that I mentioned before that is really taking a a big step in making sure that persons can share data and have access to data. Um, How is the data sharing situation in India? Uh, The data sharing amongst government agencies are pretty robust and that happens through a formal mechanism. And where there is a seal of authenticity which goes about. But uh, people sharing data, their personal data, or whatever they have geotagged, or whatever initiative they are uh, undertaking at a community level, is still a huge challenge. And I think, uh, like you rightly said, you know, data is the new oil. But unlike something which can last over time, data is very transitory. The data of what happens during the pandemic is not really going to be uh, useful to common man five or 10 years down the line on their day-to-day work. Probably it may be very useful for planning and uh, also preventing similar risk in taking place. But that said, data is very time-oriented and people should pull recognizing that. I think the willingness to share will also increase. What do you think? Uh, Definitely. I totally agree. I think when persons see the value that comes from um, sharing data and having it used for value-added purposes, then over time, there will definitely be an increase in the willingness to share that data. So I I totally agree with you that that would be the case. And I certainly look forward to that time. I am the kind of person who believes that, you know, if we have access to the right data, then we can start using it. Not just the professionals, but even kids. For example, we just had a geospatial camp across the Caribbean and we conducted it virtually. And these were children who were learning to use geospatial um, data and information to help solve problems in their community. And we have something called a geo-explorer group where they're self-organizing and they're trying to make sure that they can map their communities that they can solve issues in their communities. We want to be able to have them be able to access that kind of data so that they can put it to meaningful use because I truly believe that you know, what geospatial can do, like Jack Denterman once said, is limited only by our imaginations. And if you give these kids the access to it, we are going to be surprised at the, the kind of innovation that they come up with. That's very true. I think opening it up uh, to a larger set of audience and also community 
and also letting them choose the best application which is going to be helpful for them not not once or twice in a year but on a day to day basis is going to drive the change and i feel that uh, you know we we are at a very uh, uh, early stages of seeing that happen or transform over uh, the next few years I definitely agree with you. And with each step closer, then it makes our world a little bit closer. Even though we are, you know, at different sides of the the world, we can definitely see the progress. We can share information. And it helps us, like I like to say, to visualize our world in a more holistic way and understand it better. Right. I I still remember 15 years back, uh, for just for uh, going to any tourist location we used to move around with a map in our hand and um, that used to be a normal where everybody goes around uh, with a map in the hand or ask somebody to reach a particular point but right now i don't see that happening even in the most densely packed urban area or a tourist location because people now pull out their mobile phones and start looking in terms of that to go and how to go and probably it also helps them discover something new which was not there before <laughs> and in the midst of covid the other thing that that has done is that it has helped persons with all of the restriction on travels to to be able to go to different places and visit virtually and make note of the places that they want to go the next time the world is opening opened up for travel that's very nice and uh, i think uh, given given these transformation do you really think there is a larger need for creating awareness about geodata or just creating awareness about uh, the application of geodata i think the application of geospatial data i think when we use it when we help persons to to use it without even being aware that they are using it then we are doing a great thing and i think as professionals um that's what we should be working at doing and we should be working at simplifying our message to make sure that the people who needs to understand things in the back end actually understands it and the decision makers who need to put the systems and the policies and the infrastructure in place for their societies to be able to adequately use it are aware as to the benefits that it can bring once they do that i completely agree i think uh, just demystifying the complex term and also unpackaging the kind of benefits it can bring to somebody in on their day to day life is going to create that change probably that may lead to a larger transformation of people using uh, you know data for much more complex analysis and also understand you know the climate uh, regarding their environment regarding things which are changing and earlier we had no record of it but now we not only take pictures but we also geotag those pictures that gives a memory and uh, that also gives uh, people the idea in terms of how things are changing fast and probably take uh, informed actions not only save uh, a life but also save their environment yes this has been very enlightening just to understand what has been going on in your side of the world 
Thank you, Varli. Thank you, Mama Hesh. Thanks for listening to this episode from the Data for Resilient Cities podcast series. If you like our podcast and want to know more about the series, check out our website www.crdf.org and follow us on social media. Please leave a review and like and share wherever you listen to the podcast. Look out for the next episode and join us next time. Thank you.